the cafe, lunch catered by Polyfoods, and a first chance to really talk about it. Justin Duchesne had a mouthful of hamburger. His left cheek bulged from it. He had been famished. Scarcely chewing before stuffing more of it into his face, he suddenly decided that it was not hamburger at all. It was similar and tasty, but beyond any doubt, he was not eating a hamburger. Justin, you trust this food? Miranda Harper eyed him nervously. She was hungry as well, but she had not been so hungry as to blindly trust the food that had been served to them. She felt violated, cheated in a way, by what had happened to them. She expected to wake up, to be let in on the massive prank, anything. But it was all too real, and when she watched Travis die on the floor from shock or whatever it was, the gravity of this circumstance became sobering. She couldn't place exactly why she felt the way she did, especially if what they were told was true. They would have died in the crash, it would have all been over anyways. MMHHMMMPPPHHH. He nodded and took another bite. Disgusting. She looked away. They all sat together, the large round banquet table accommodated them all easily, the room held an unsettling familiarity, as though it were made to comfort them, to comfort their expectation of what dining should look like. She peered at the group around her. She knew them well. Years of training, flight simulations, engineering tests, late nights and working lunches made it so. They all felt comfortable around each other, had grown to respect and admire one another. But now, they all sat in stark silence, the shock of the situation, the sudden death of a friend and work peer, the sheer disbelief of what was happening wore on their faces in the form of zombie-like blank expressions. None of them knew what to say or where to begin. Miranda looked back at Justin who had stopped eating momentarily to catch his breath. As soon as she had turned to face him again, he leaned in for another massive bite. He seemed to be dealing quite well, at least. Let's have a moment of silence to remember Trevor. The unexpected voice startled her and she jerked out of her thoughts. Commander Brentzer's was the voice she needed to hear at that moment. He was always in control, always knew what to do, knew what to say. His disposition was exactly what it should be for his position and she was grateful that he was there with them. His presence gave her some comfort, at least. Even if he didn't know exactly what to do, he would make a plan. He would make a plan and they would follow it, follow him. He was a leader in every sense of the word. After a moment he raised his head. This, situation, is difficult to comprehend. The group blankly nodded agreement. Even Justin, his mouth still full, but no longer tightly gripping a burger between his fingers, nodded in agreement. Trevor was a dear friend of mine, of all of ours, and he will be missed. But he will be remembered through us, through our memories of him. We will each need to mourn his passing in our own way, and we also need time to process not only our loss, but this situation we have found ourselves in. Again, the group placidly agreed. Miranda looked around the table. To her left was Justin, finally wiping his mouth with a cloth that had been laid out for the meal. She swiveled her head to peer at Marna, at Daniel, Matt, and Avis. Commander Sirs was next. Everyone just called him Sirs. He did not like formality and had insisted they drop the commander before his name. He had told them he was not a title, just a man. Just a man on the same mission they were on, with different specialties. Beside him, to his left was Layla, Pete, and next to Miranda on her right, and completing the circle, Elliot. It was quite the group. The largest crew in the history of space flight that was to land on the moon. They had never gotten there, though. Unless this room, with this banquet table was the moon. She shivered. 
You forgot Trevor? The thought intensified her emotion of loss, deepened her despair for their situation, and oddly made her miss home. She didn't have a family like Trevor did. No one really to go home to, yet she missed it just the same. I think it's fascinating. That from Elliot. He had a scientific mind, always studying, always analyzing. Miranda thought he could look at anything as an experiment, something for him to learn from, and emotion rarely touched him, aside from an excitement to learn something new. He had no capacity for sensitivity. She knew it was in him somewhere, perhaps he kept it hidden as a defense mechanism for something in his past, something he had not shared with her. Yet. Not shared yet, she thought to herself. She would pull it from him. As the crew psychologist, she would, but these things often required a gentle touch, and she was good at what she did. We all have something. We have all endured something we have learned to push aside in whatever manner was best for us at the time. But we need to confront those things to heal. It is, Elliot, but I suggest we all tread with an air of caution. This is unprecedented and though it is strange and bewildering, and we may feel the pain of loss, for Trevor, for our loved ones we have left behind, our kids, and partners, Christ, everyone we knew, we can at least take comfort in the fact that we are not alone. We do still have each other. We know each other. And we will stick together as we navigate through this. Miranda smiled. Just barely, but she smiled. Yes, sirs had that gift of leadership, that gift of saying the thing that everyone needed to hear the moment they needed to hear it. Against all odds, he had her wanting to smile. Let's agree to this, he said. Let's agree to take in whatever it is we need to take in to understand what has happened to us. We are all in the positions we are in because we have a penchant for understanding things, for learning what we needed to learn to do the job we needed to do. This doesn't change that. But our outlook on it can. And we cannot allow the perceived absurdity of this to blind us or limit us in any way. We do have each other, and that will have to be enough for now. Don't forget that, don't forget that we embarked on a journey together. We thought we were going to the moon, sure. But we all knew it was a journey, that we would be away from loved ones, that we would be learning new and exciting things. That fact has not changed. The only thing that has changed from what we thought it would be is the environment. But if you really think about it, this environment is quite a bit more hospitable than the environment we thought we'd be in right now. He picked up his burger and bit into it. You trust this food? Miranda echoed the question at sir she had posed to Justin earlier. He chewed and slowly considered his answer, I do. Because if what they say is true, then I have no reason to believe they want to poison us. Quite the opposite in fact. If what they are telling us is true, they saved us. For what? To kill us with poison hamburgers? If we have survived a rocket explosion to then be killed by burgers, so be it. I am hungry. But I think you should all do what you think is in your best interest. We are no longer on a mission to the moon and therefore I no longer hold command of our group. I respect you all as people, as friends, and I know you will ultimately make the right decision for yourselves. I can ask no more of you than that. The group, as a whole, hesitated only a moment before they followed suit. They were all hungry. Miranda wasn't sure if it had been the stress of what they had gone through or if it were some biological reaction from the process of the journey they had taken. Maybe Marna had some thoughts on it. Surely her medical background would allow her to formulate an educated guess, at least. But she didn't ask the question. She was hungry, and tired, and did not feel much like talking anymore. She had a million questions, but Sirs was right. 
They should try to understand the learning these people were trying to provide. She had had enough for one day. Enough for a lifetime, she thought. I think we all need some rest, and some time to think, Marna said. We have not been given much of a chance for that. Across the banquet room, a door opened. Their instructor's head popped in, leaving his body just outside the door, out of view. We shall continue the lesson after lunch. Please finish your meal and we will meet up in conference room B in just a few moments. Just out there, he pointed past them to the door on the other side of the room, still mostly hidden from view by the door he stood behind, and to your left. I sure hope you are enjoying your meatless burger from Polyfoods. Almost simultaneously they looked down at their burgers. When they looked up, the door was already closing, then shut with a quiet click.